Can you pick a game that's more fun than trying to guess the next acquisitions uh, for Amazon? I'll wait. There's been some recent news of Amazon that is kind of around these like what I like to call splashy acquisitions. Um, these companies that a lot of consumers know, uh, they've known for a long period of time. And because of that, I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about what Amazon potentially could be looking at from acquisitions in terms of you know the current uh, post great lockdown recessionary period and then kind of right after the hurt really happens. Uh, like what would Amazon be looking to purchase? And if you follow me on some of my other social media accounts, uh, about two weeks ago, I posted something that referenced uh, mergers and acquisition activity from the last recessionary period. So the Great Recession. And as you can see, Amazon uh, did not make the list of the top four companies making the most uh, M&A moves. But that doesn't mean they weren't active. Um, they actually had somewhere around, I believe, the mid-teens in terms of the transactions uh, number. And they had a couple flashy ones, I think, uh, most notably, I think, Zappos and Audacity. But over the last decade, Amazon has strengthened immensely, and that puts them as one of the most likely beneficiaries of what will happen in the next few years. We are hypothetically moving into like a dream scenario for um, Amazon. And most of the time when like there's a recessionary period, it is this case where like the big gets bigger. And I think that this is a better situation than the normal recessionary periods because there is a kind of further bifurcation in America that's happening with winners and losers. There's big winners and big losers. So big winners, if they can find some value in the market, they're going to buy up some of those, you know, big losers. So before we get into like my list of like the five acquisitions that I believe that Amazon will really be looking to do, like the categories and then the names that I think are going to be really good for them, I did want to kind of talk about that one that kind of kicked it off, the big kind of splashy kick the tires Amazon announcement or, or came from somewhere uh, around Amazon potentially purchasing uh, AMC theaters. And this actually shouldn't surprise you too much for anybody that follows Amazon's business uh, very closely. And that's because they actually, I think a year or two ago, a few years ago, they actually looked at purchasing Landmark Theaters, which is partially owned by uh, Mark Cuban. And the thesis for Amazon with like purchasing a theater is that they want to be able to build like an offline online type presence with um, one of their kind of biggest, uh, most known areas, which is kind of the Amazon Prime video aspect of their business. And they also have the Amazon studios that are creating a ton of movies, um, some now that are coming out into theaters, similar to like what Netflix does as well. So having a theater to be able to distribute um, those new uh, pieces of content uh, provides them a ton of different value. Um, and then if you think about just having Prime members have another benefit of uh, going and getting discounts uh, to a theater, that just helps Amazon strengthen their ecosystem their Amazon Prime ecosystem, which is uh, a big part of the flywheel and why they're so successful. And then they'd also probably integrate um, Amazon Go technology, uh, what they call Just Walk Out. That would be a part of it. I know they're already kind of licensing that out to potentially other theaters and sporting stadiums, things like that. So uh, that 
all kind of fits together in terms of why Amazon would specifically want AMC theaters or, or any other theater name in that case. But that is not necessarily what I want to talk about in this video. Um, I do want to talk about the other potentially splashy acquisition. That's actually going to be within one of the categories and, and Amazon's kicking the tires on a name that I don't think is the best name for them. But regardless, I just want to kind of put out there the five non-tech uh, categories of acquisitions that I believe would be most beneficial to Amazon and ones that I think they need to be really looking at over the next couple of years. Um, the first one is around fashion heavy general merchandise retailer. Um, that's going to be where uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the other kind of potentially splashy one that maybe you've heard about. The next one is around uh, grocery distributors. I think the third one is one that you maybe have heard me talk about before, athletic apparel company. Um, then there is a pharmacy benefit manager, which I think would be a really good uh, acquisition for Amazon. And then the final one is around industrial distributors. So like I said, I don't want to talk about anything like tech related. Uh, there's probably other podcasts and other YouTube channels that talk specifically around, you know, who they should purchase for Amazon web services and where and who would be best to create new um, apps for the seller central ecosystem. That's not for me. That's that's for somebody else. Uh, so I'm going to be focusing on kind of the non-tech M&A potential. And the first one I want to talk about is is that fashion heavy general merchandise retailer. And the name that you guys have been hearing a ton about is JCPenney uh, in the news lately. And I'm actually adamant that Amazon buys a, another name uh, is one that I've been talking about since late 2018 on my channel and content. And that is actually with Kohl's. Um, so check out this video, some of the commentary I put in that one in late uh, 2018. I think it'll be interesting because some of those points still hold true today. And I think that Amazon will buy uh, we'll buy Kohl's this year. Um, I think Kohl's is a good target for Amazon because they're already kind of doing some tests with them with kind of their return policies and just kind of seeing traffic volume. I'm sure there's some aspects of uh, data sharing that Amazon put in play with that. Um, and then also Kohl's has been kind of active in doing some different partnerships, I think with Aldi's. They're trying to figure out, you know, are people willing to come in and kind of buy some groceries in their department store? And what is Kohl's in the next, you know, in the next decade? What does that retail experience look like? So Kohl's kind of seems very open to testing some different things. And because they've already kind of started that testing process, I think Amazon finds that extremely attractive. The Aldi's one specifically seems, you know, attractive because Amazon is going to be looking for click and collect points or small market points to either do an Amazon Go or a small uh, cashierless type of uh, um, Whole Foods or, or something like that to kind of further their grocery um, grocery aspirations. But a lot of it comes down to Amazon's uh, familiarity with Kohl's. Um, they've had a long partnership with Kohl's over the years. Um, it's went from just them selling uh, home, smart home uh, type of devices within Kohl's over the last uh, several years, uh, that's moved into having them be a major returns retailer for them. So Amazon knows about Kohl's a lot. They know a lot about Kohl's. So I think that that familiarity is worth something to Amazon. I also think that Kohl's has a much better merchandising mix as a whole compared to JCPenney. I think there's just uh, overall, they have a better merchandising mix. I think another one that could be very important to uh, Amazon is that Kohl's 
has tested some grocery merchandising with a partnership with Aldi's. So I think that they've already have some data in there and how well uh, grocery merchandising could be within Kohl's. Um, and I think that if Amazon did purchase Kohl's and thinking about all the stuff I just mentioned, I think that becomes like a target killer um, because I think that target overall is, is probably too much uh, to prices too high right now for, for Amazon. If they wanted to purchase target, they should have done it years ago. Um, so right now I think that they need to create a target esque type of a retailer. And I think that Kohl's could be that name for them to do that. I can see, you know, this target ass Kohl's having, you know, the grocery elements, having the general merchandise, having hard lines, having all that kind of stuff and utilizing those stores within a very strong way for digital fulfillment and kind of layering in things with Amazon Go technology, layering in some of the data-driven merchandising that they have with the Amazon four-star stores. They can have regional merchandising based around the buying habits of Amazon customers. And I think that there'll be a ton of opportunity for Amazon to utilize something that has been kind of thrown to the back burner, their Amazon Accelerator private label, uh, their private label accelerator, this our brands a mechanism that they have to create a bunch of private label brands. I think that having Kohl's there, that provides them some shelf space to test a lot of those products in a more retail sense. If they do want to build these big private labels, I think it's a perfect opportunity for Amazon to do that. Now, if Amazon does want to go in a different direction, who they'd be interested in, in a similar category, aforementioned, you know, JCPenney's, I don't think that's the better of the two names, uh, but they also could go and swing for the fences and maybe just go for the best of the class uh, with Target. Second kind of category of acquisition that I think Amazon should go after and, and who I think they should go after this is around grocery distributors. So Grocery is an ambition level, the highest ambition level probably for Amazon right now. That is where they are going to attack and beat Walmart. But for them to do that, they're going to need to think about distribution. Um, and it's not unlike what Walmart did back when they were getting into grocery you know, two decades ago when they bought McLean, uh, they have divested away from that. I think Berkshire Hathaway owns that now, but that was something that Walmart did as well to learn this side of the business. And I think that Amazon is not necessarily going to be Whole Foods market. That's not going to be where they're going to make their biggest impact in the grocery market. Because of that, they're going to need more general uh, grocery items. They're going to need to uh, think about a lot of those relationships and making sure that they can lean on through a distribution network to, to create better margin instead of going directly to those brand manufacturers, those CPG brand manufacturers, and kind of breaking down some of those relationships because they need to keep those relationships as strong as possible, even though um, it has eroded over the years. So if you think about you know some of the new stores that Amazon the grocery stores, the Amazon ones, uh, that kind of fell to the wayside now with, with the COVID-19. It's not necessarily something that's talked about much because they're just kind of putting it on hold. You talk about, you know, the Amazon Go uh, locations needing to have more general merchandising, have the PepsiCo's in there, have the Mondelezes in there. Uh, and then also, if you think about what I just talked about with Kohl's and reimagining that as a Target-esque type of retailer, it opens up a ton of opportunity for them to need a grocery distributor. Because without an optimized logistics network to cost effectively distribute 
the groceries to the stores. Uh, no grocery retailer is successful. And distribution is everything in grocery. This razor thin margins. They have kind of two kind of large relationships, I think, on the distribution side of grocery. First one being UNFI, uh, which is mostly towards the Whole Foods one now. And then a longstanding relationship with uh, Spartan Nash. And I think it's actually Spartan Nash, which makes more sense for Amazon and kind of a number of different reasons here. The relationship started in 2016. So just for them to buy products, CPG products uh, for their .com, their core site uh, before they purchased Whole Foods or anything. Like I mentioned before, Amazon's future and grocery, I don't think it's going to be uh, with Whole Foods Market. I think that's going to be a part of their business, but it's not going to be the main part. So because of that, they're going to need to have a distributor that is more versed. Spartan Nash is the fifth uh, I think largest food distributor uh, in the United States. It's actually the largest uh, military uh, distributor of grocery items as well. And I believe they have around like 160 or so uh, owned grocery stores. So that provides uh, another uh, benefit for Amazon that's trying to grow their retailer footprint in the grocery market. But if Amazon is maybe not looking at Spartan Nash. Like who else could they go after? Again, aforementioned like UNFI and then maybe also like CH Robinson. Third category that I think Amazon would be interested in is around athletic apparel. And if you think about what happened with recently Nike breaking down um, and leaving their uh, first party uh, vendor relationship with Amazon, that kind of left a big hole for Amazon. They don't have that go-to athletic apparel company on their site. They've had trouble creating private label athletic apparel companies that uh, people want, people like. Um, it's usually a pretty finicky type of category where you have some leaders, um, then maybe you have some emerging ones that are smaller, but uh, most of the leaders, people consistently buy those leaders. So I've actually talked about uh, the name that I think that Amazon should buy in a video, I think about six or seven months ago. So I'll kind of show you a clip there real quick that was a little bit humorous, but honestly was something that I thought could happen. And then the last prediction that I have for the retail industry is one that I touched on in the introduction here. And honestly, just let me kind of walk through this a little bit because it gets a little bit crazy here. This is probably my crazy prediction out of the five. I think that Amazon acquires Under Armour. If you guys watched a lot of my videos over the last couple of years, you guys know I love to kind of try to predict the future and, and think about things crazy. Even though I'm not really a gambler or anything like that, I, it's just kind of fun for me to you know, play a little game theory and figure out if this is probable or viable in the future. Under Armour is kind of struggling right now. Stock price is not doing all that well. They turn over from the CEO level, the founder, Kevin Plank. Amazon is struggling to create athletic apparel business. They know how powerful that is, especially with the partnership they had with Nike. And they know that a ton of athletic apparel can be purchased through their marketplace, but they're struggling to create that private label. I think Under Armour also has some technology startups within the portfolio. They're connected fitness apps that are interesting to Amazon. They can play off that in a bunch of different ways. And Under Armour sells a ton at Kohl's. I know I talked about that last year. I think Amazon was going to buy Kohl's and you never know. This could be further deep reason for Amazon too. It kind of connects a lot of different things and makes them check some marks and make them feel good about a purchase like Under Armour, even if it sounds crazy. So is a match made in heaven. I don't know, maybe. I mean, I think that it's interesting to think about. But for me to get this even crazier, let me kind of trickle this in a little bit. Maybe you guys think this is funny as well. I think that 
Amazon, after they buy Under Armour, is going to change the name of Under Armour to Amazon Under Armour. And I think that Jeff Bezos goes out and tries to purchase the rights uh, from Disney to create uh, the next kind of set of Iron Man under the Amazon on media arm and launch it on Amazon Prime Video. But unfortunately, he's denied. Bob Iger says, no, I'm not going to give you up that asset. So instead, Jeff Bezos goes out and creates a ton of new IP around superheroes. He creates his own superhero in which he plays Iron Man. He's wearing his Amazon Under Armour Iron Man suit. And then he uses a Blue Origin spacecraft to fly around to really kind of show off that side of his portfolio as well. Crazy, I know, doesn't make any sense, but... Hopefully you guys got a little bit of a laugh out of that one. So that name is Under Armour, like I said, uh, recent struggles and, and continued recent struggles of Under Armour. Uh, the stock price is super cheap. So if they wanted to kind of go out there and purchase it that way, I think it would be actually a pretty decent value for them. I think that the customer base of Amazon actually fits very well with um, Under Armour. I think that works better um, than Nike. I, I think that whatever move they make next, it's going to be towards like purchasing something. They're not going to partner with some of these brands again and actually lose out on them leaving the partnership, you know, quickly. I don't think they're going to invest a bunch of attention and have the potential of, of them leaving. So I think this is going to be an acquisition that kind of comes up. Um, I also think, and this is going to be something that Cole's name is going to come back up again. Under Armour does a lot of business with Kohl's and because of that I think it works well together but if Amazon sees it a little bit differently like who else could they potentially go out and purchase um, maybe Lululemon I think that that would be maybe a little bit too pricey for them right now but it would be a very strong brand for them to pick up and then one that's been struggling a little bit um, that I liked for the longest time is Everlane and that might move Amazon into like more sustainable type of uh, processes and uh, types of customers. Maybe that is something that could be appealing to them. The fourth kind of category of, of acquisitions that Amazon could be looking at is around a pharmacy benefit manager. So in this world, yes, Amazon did make a, a pretty splashy uh, acquisition of PillPack. Yes, I think that, you know, Physical retail pharmacy is probably not the future uh, of this. I think PillPack is a better positioned one, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Amazon is going to be as interested in waiting uh, for that to come around and PillPack to be the go-to. You know, the issue here is that PillPack needs to be kind of integrated with insurers, and I think only maybe one or, or two bigger ones actually have them in there, and that's going to take some time. And Amazon, again, it's not going to be all that patient to make sure that, you know, there's a lot of moves lately that's been happening with insurers and maybe CVS Health. A lot of things have kind of come together where Amazon, if they want a piece of this business, they're going to have to get aggressive. So for them to make a massive impact in this industry, they're going to need to go out and purchase a pharmacy benefits manager. And just for those that maybe don't know much about pharmacy benefit managers, um, they're basically a middleman between the drug makers and the patients when it comes to like basically purchasing things in bulk, leveraging their buying clout and negotiating uh, better discounts um, for the consumers or the employers. I think that if they were going to go out and purchase one, it's probably going to be, uh, since it's a very complex business, I think they're going to go after maybe somebody smaller initially. So I think that a really good one to purchase would be Rite Aid. Now, Rite Aid, for most people, it's far pharmacy. That's what they think of. But Rite Aid does have other uh, businesses within their network, uh, one of them being a pharmacy benefits manager. Um, it is named Envision RX 
options. Uh, I think they're rebundling it into something else right now, and maybe they're looking to to sell this off. I know that Rite Aid has been something that has been looked at by a ton of companies. I know, uh, I think it was Walgreens that did just purchase uh, a part of their store fleet as a whole, but pharmacy benefits manager that uh, Rite Aid owns does have around like 4 million enrollees, uh, which is small overall, but I think it's a good starting point um, to attach to PillPack and really start to build some momentum together as a whole. Rite Aid also has about 2,400 locations that could be utilized for like Amazon Go type of locations. Those locations obviously have pharmacies attached to them um, so they can write scripts. They can do a bunch of different things that gets them into the pharmacy business. I think that that helps them kind of test and learn the pharmacy business and go forward with it. And little known fact is that Jeff Bezos was actually on the board of directors of drugstore.com back in the 90s. Uh, so he does know the business and I'm assuming uh, Jeff Bezos has been and salivating wanting to get back in the business so now that amazon is in the position that it makes sense i think he goes after one of those acquisitions but it is important to know like do they need to go after an acquisition like that no i think that pill pack eventually moves into something that is a very strong part of their business but i think it comes down to speed comes down to aggressiveness and i think that Amazon's going to want to get aggressive into this part of the business now the last kind of category that I think that Amazon would be really good at kind of looking at for an acquisition is through like industrial distributor. This is an area that I don't talk much about. Um, it's actually one that I know uh, pretty decently well. This is where my father's kind of business kind of was in, in terms of like industrial products and working with some of these distributors. So I do have a lot of history. I also had a beverage client um, that was uh, for a few years that actually sold to a few of these industrial industrial distributors. So I know this place well. I think it's a good place for Amazon. They are building their form of it already with Amazon Business, which is now I think around about a $10 billion part of Amazon as a whole. But they don't necessarily have like these huge relationships with a lot of the maybe bigger customers. So that's why I think them going out and purchasing an industrial distributor, an established industrial distributor, one of the leaders would be a good idea. So for me, I think that name is Granger. So overall, this like industrial distributor uh, market um, in the United States, I think it's somewhere around like a $400 billion market. It's very fragmented. Like I said, Amazon has already been able to carve out about $10 billion in purchasing uh, kind of in that area. But the business designation in terms of what these are kind of called, if you want to look it up, is an MRO, which is a maintenance repair and overhaul uh, business or a distributor. And they sell anything from spare replacement parts. They have equipment such as like pumps and valves and fasteners, and they have consumables around like cleaning supplies and things like that. They also plant upkeep supplies. Uh, that's just kind of name a few. Granger is about like a $12 billion business right now. So this would double Amazon's uh, business in that category. Um, and they also do about 50% of their business online. I think they have a few properties that they own, like online properties. So this could be something where Amazon could enhance those as well. They also have around like 600 locations. So again, locations could be a very good, strong thing for Amazon to acquire. Um, I think also the relationships are important here. Uh, Granger has longstanding relationships with a lot of really strong industrial companies. Amazon wants to get a piece of those. And not only just because they want the purchasing of it, I think they also want uh, to be able to introduce them to things like Amazon Web Services. And because a lot of these items, the unit economics are pretty strong on them, they're, they're big ticket items in a lot of cases, there is more availability of Amazon 
advertising that could be available to brands that want to sell through an open marketplace like Amazon. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. It was a ton of fun for me to put together. It definitely got me down some wormholes of, of things and made me think about Amazon's business a lot differently. Uh, so if you guys have any suggestions uh, in terms of acquisitions that you think Amazon should go after or just want to talk about some of the ones that I put together, if you guys comment down below or reach out to me on any of my social media accounts that the links are contained down in the description of the video.